Why you like Monday so much? What? Because it's a new start to the week. It's you get up, you're in grind mode. I mean, every day can be grind mode, but Mondays, there's just something special about Mondays. Yeah. You get up and you're like, all right, it's a new week, new mindset. If you had a shitty week last week, leave that in the past. Yep. And start fast. You know what's crazy? When we even thought about podcasting, we were going to name the podcast Fuck Mondays. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, everyone hates Mondays. People don't give Monday enough credit. No, no. Monday, you back on the field. So, I like people being people better. Yeah, I like I like it better. <laughs> but we hope you guys Monday is off to a great start. This is the People Being People podcast with Mona and Tyler. Tyler and Mona. This is a podcast where we talk real life situations, things that are going on in the world and things that are going on in our life. Hope you guys are enjoying your Monday morning. Let's crush this week. That's what that's what we believe in here. How, how you feel about that? I feel amazing. Yes. Yeah. And we got somebody special in the house today. So we're going to get into that in a second. But yeah, welcome to the podcast. Let's get to it, everyone. People being people. Self-love isn't an easy journey. Especially when you came from a really broken place inside of you. It's an everyday joy, 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 joy. I've been waiting for this moment all week. I know. We have someone special with us today. My homie. You want to introduce him or do you need me to? The one and only (laughs) DJ Vante. Hello. I got to hit this for the first time. Oh. (laughs) why why is it because the dj's up in the house you 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 had to do that yeah welcome to the people being people thanks for having me we are super excited to have you on and we know you're starting your music career with you know djing and your own music career and we definitely want to dive deep into that but before we start let's get to know you a little bit tell us a little bit about yourself did you grow up in sioux falls how did you start? How did you become DJ, DJ Von- Devon? DJ Devonte? DJ Devonte? <laughs> you over here giving the man the government now? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? His legal name. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> nah, that's what's Tell up. Us. I appreciate that. Thanks yeah. for thanks for having me on the podcast. Yeah. So, um, well, let's say I did grow up here. Okay. Okay. You know, I feel like people need to be more prideful. Yeah, where they come from. Yeah, um, that's very 605 true. Six five Sioux Falls is a place that I grew up. I was born and raised here. Okay. So yeah. majestic view. Only yes. a few will know the place I'm talking about. But yes, yeah, I grew up in majestic view over okay. on the east side. Yeah. Okay, I'm like Blaine. I'm not familiar with that. So yeah. Okay, little, so you went to Whittier. Yep, I went um, to Washington. Well, let's break it down first. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was a bad kid. So okay, I, I can agree. I, I went to like yeah. five elementary schools almost. Oh, really? So I went to Cleveland. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I went to Robert Frost. Okay. I was at Horace Mann. Oh, wow. I was at Lowell. Oh, you were at like all of the schools. You educated me right now. I think I need to know more about my... My Sioux Falls, you know, I love this place. Yeah, I know. Why? But tell us. Was that four? That was all five? That was, no. So what I say, I said I went to Cleveland, Robert Frost, Horseman, Lowell. I went to Laura Wilder. Oh, Uh, wow. And I went to Jefferson. Uh, Hey, I went to Jefferson. (laughs) What year? So I went to Jefferson and I want to say, oh, Three oh four, maybe. Okay, you're maybe. older than me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. When did oh. you graduate? <laughs> nah, it's all good. I did not mean no, like no, that. like it's like you're older than me. He's like, oh. oh <laughs> Could you okay. imagine how I feel? You know what I mean? What year? Listen to that. What year did you graduate, Miss Two thousand and fifteen. Dang, that was oh, how old? Years. Can I can I ask how old you crazy. are? Twenty seven. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're not that much older. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I just got this old man mask on. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, because my man's just had a baby girl. I know. But no, I have a question, though. Why did you go to so many elementaries? Okay, you got so, kicked out or what? <laughs> so I think the first few schools were due to moving. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. And then I started getting in trouble. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Do you think it's because it was, like, unstable because you were moving so much? I think it was more so because my home in general wasn't. Yeah, was yeah. it? Was like it? When I had the greatest pops yep, ever. Yep, yep, yep. Like, yeah. we can get in that later, but. <laughs> yeah. 
real raw authentic yeah. Yeah. southern so yeah. okay. but i just felt it was just you know there wasn't after a certain point in time it was just me and him so it was like mm. broken home oh Got okay it. yeah Got okay it. so yeah. that stuff you know mom's being in and out not yep. really you know <laughs> having no real relationship or, you know, just letting that kid know that you got both of your parents here. Like that really, that took a toll on me and it took me pretty much all of my schooling to yeah. finally like get to the point where I was like, you know what? That's not controlling me no more. Yeah. yeah. So. I, I can agree to that. I grew up in a, in a single household yeah. and honestly, <laughs> when I grew up in Sioux Falls, I was getting in a lot of trouble a lot of trouble that's why i actually had to move to fargo north dakota because yeah. my mom was like nah like yeah. and honestly i'm glad because i feel like if not i would have been i feel like you off know the deep I mean. end oh the, the guidance <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that's that's big hey you know? I had big bro yeah I had a big cousin too um yeah. they if they not for them you. and pops i probably would have been in the system yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. So with all of that, like trouble and stuff, is that how you got into music or like, have you always been so into it's funny. music? Yeah. Like I've always, so me and my brother were just having this conversation last night because there was a point in my childhood where, you know, I'm known as the bad kid, you know, have you ever seen the boondocks with Riley? I watched a few episodes. I, so like, Riley is this yeah. kid. He has long braids, mm -hmm. snotty mm -hmm. nose kid. He bad as hell. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And he always, you know, being aggressive and want to fight. Yeah. That was the portion of my childhood that a lot of people remember. Mm. But before that, I could be anywhere in the house. Yeah. And you turn on some music, wow. come out yeah, dance. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was always always liked to dance. Like yeah. I loved music yeah, at a young you age. I can kind of relate to that. I can relate to yeah. a lot of this. Like from the going to different schools, you know, getting in a lot of trouble. I can relate to a lot of that cuz most of my life up until I was about 11, you know, I was in a two-parent household. My my parents were, like, really intentional about what they did with us and raising us and instilling certain things within us. But it was, like, a, a big, like, shift within our life. Like, our world got flipped upside down once my parents separated and we moved um, to the inner city because we lived right. in, like, a little suburb right outside of Chicago. So we moved to the city, and then just being in a totally different environment, you know, you got to – cope adapt right. to your environment or you know what i mean you'll be that dude in the hallway getting muffed into lockers <laughs> and shit like that yeah. i know that wasn't gonna be me so <laughs> it turned out with me getting in a lot of trouble a lot of fights all of that sort of stuff being upset just based on like the dynamic of our yeah. household at the just moment mad at everything the world. yeah just mad yeah, yeah. And, and just taking that out on on my teachers and everyone when i went to school so mm -hmm. i can relate to that and then having like you know Thank God I had positive role models in my life and people that came into my life that showed me, like, you know, a better side of things and having a more positive mindset and outlook on life and all of that. Because if it wasn't for that, I would have most definitely been a statistic because I was on that route, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, with you, you were saying how you had your, like, older brothers or cousins yeah. that would lead you in the right way. And yeah, so they, you know... D is okay. the brother I was talking about. Okay. And then the big cousin, his name is Chico. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what they did was about when I got into middle school, probably about seventh to eighth grade, I was playing on two football teams. Oh, really? I was fat, too. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> they put you yeah. on two of them. So I got, I got big. All right. Don't be hating on me. <laughs> I was always the fastest kid. But so I got big in fourth grade. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I couldn't go nowhere. I was bad, so yeah. I really couldn't go hang out. Yeah, I couldn't even leave my yard a lot of the time. Oh, so wow. then yeah. it was just me and my dad. He was yeah. sick. You know, oh. he had diabetes and stuff like yeah. that. Oh, so really? a lot of people that I grew up around, they were able to run free. Like I had chores at nine. Yeah. I'm talking about the kind of chores like, yeah. no, you got to wash your clothes. Oh, mm -hmm. really? You have to wash. You matter of fact, you got to wash the clothes in the house. Oh, you have wow. to put the clothes away. Mm. You got to sweep, mop. Wow. You got to mm. wash dishes. Did you that, have to cook. I learned how to cook at a real young age. Hey, really? shout out it to was like some yeah. That built discipline, I hey, bet. It did. Oh, character. I hated it. <laughs> You're like, I Bill's hated character, it. Hey, too. It made me feel like I grew up in the 
the late the early 50s yeah. and like because that's how you was right only yeah. thing i didn't have was those what do you used to call them the number three wash tubs I don't know. So they used to wash their clothes by hand. Oh, uh, with the the board, yeah, with a washboard, and yeah. three big tubs, and they used to have to walk to get their own water. Oh, yeah, that's wow. the only thing. Wow. Yeah, well, and braided switches and like that, but the, the South. Yeah, right. like yeah, that was. And your dad's from the South. Yep, Alexandria, Louisiana. Oh, oh so he's from so the he's South, 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 South. So oh, he grew wow. up in the in amongst all of you know the yeah. racial, yeah, heart and soul of it. Yeah, it, yeah. Can My stepmother's from Louisiana. Yeah. Okay, yeah. What yeah. what brought him here though? Like to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So like he didn't come straight here. So he went to from there. He went to Kansas City. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I have siblings that were born there. And then you know he kind of planted roots there. And he was in the military at one point in time. Yeah. And a job brought him here. Oh uh, wow! Kind of from Kansas City. Oh, okay. So then yeah. once he was here and was establishing himself here. Then once he brought himself, so once that job let him here, and then that's kind of when I was born, and then my younger sister was born here. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah I feel like okay. a lot of people. A lot of people come here for work. Yeah, you a know, lot like the, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it is a good. Here. It is a good city, like you said. You know, sometimes yeah. people need to be more a little it more. It just prideful. depends on what you're looking for out of this yeah. place. Like this place, if you have kids, this is a nice place to be. Mm-hmm. It really is. Be, yeah. Like our, we are, we are, our crime, you know, is, as you know, numbers would probably say it's, you know, evolving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in those areas, that's kind of where I grew up, like oh, over really? by the Grange, Munchie. Oh, right. okay. So I it's like, yep. to me, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a real thing. But it's like it could compared be to these other places where I can go back and also call these places home. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You're like yeah. I. I don't rather. even really think about it. Like, yeah. What would you say that's connected to? Like, because you mentioned the numbers are changing and stuff. I believe Sioux Falls is growing. Yeah. The, the population is oh. going up every yeah. year. Heck yeah. What would you say that's connected to? Like the crime. Yeah. I think that that is connected to just the the different, you know, folks um, that live in that area and the access to certain things that they have. Like a lot mm-hmm. of the people when I was growing up around there, like, were natives. Mm. Yeah, and shit, I got native friends, and so I kind of had to be. There was a bunch of people in an area. It was like we all became cool, but like the majority of the older cats that were around that area, they were like some older white folks, natives, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and some black people, mm-hmm. and they re- a lot. Some were junkies, mm-hmm. yeah. Like they don't like. There's a dynamic here that that I feel like Sioux Falls don't shine light on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, there Speaking was some... That, mm, sorry, yeah. I'm getting drugs excited were, right now. <laughs> drugs were put yeah. into communities to run them. You know what I mean? To create fatherless homes, you know. What 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 mom gonna do raising three sons or two oh, sons and a daughter? So. And to piggyback off of that, just something we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. crack on Netflix. Oh Yeah, mm. we most definitely Watch gotta dive that. into should, that. Yeah. That breaks down how the fatherless home mm-hmm. and it and it was even a little worse than that so like they made the moms that were you know got addicted on crack and things like that like they made them victims too like mm-hmm. yeah. so instead of giving them the help they need no here go no this is a mandatory sentence oh. so we're not giving you help yeah like nowadays like with opioids how you know you have all these programs mm-hmm. and, <laughs> yeah. you know we'll get in that yeah. later too but yeah Back then, it was just, no, like, it, it started with if you have this amount of crack or if you have mm-hmm. cocaine, the sentence was going to it was gonna vary, but you got this amount of time. Mm-hmm. And, then yep. it, and that went from, okay, if you're, not only is the dealer getting this amount of time, if you get caught with it at all, yeah, yep. you're gone. You're gone. We yeah, need to watch that. We're going to watch it. In a nutshell, crack was injected into the black communities to ruin households. And to wow. ruin it was an experiment. Wow. The yep. projects were an experiment. Wow. Yeah. You 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 have talked to me about that before, how they created that. And to think purpose. about it, it wasn't too long after segregation. Like you think about slavery, slavery leading to Jim Crow. You know, with segregation and everything, and then the crack epidemic, it's like just boom, boom, boom. Through. Like, we're not too far from all of that stuff. It wasn't like it happened a thousand years ago. That was like, <laughs> you know, a couple of decades yeah. ago. I think I remember watching, you know, I think like the first episode 
of that documentary and i remember it was a lot of single moms using it i'm pretty sure this was the one because yeah. they were they were working all the time they needed something to if i'm not mistaken up. the black panther party was before okay and during that time mm, yep. so there was a time period where there was an attack on them and a lot of them were the males in the so household. So the black, the black yeah. Panthers, yeah, what you're like saying? The, yeah, like they have families. Yeah. Like they had their own. It was like a community within a community. Yeah. Yep. So like a lot of ideas and stuff that America has now as, as far as like um, what about the after school program. Yeah, yeah. Things like that to help kids with extra things they might need. The mm -hmm. Black Panther Party was doing that oh, then. Oh, wow. So that once that was broken up by the government, a lot of them were being killed or arrested yep. for a lot of different things. I didn't know yeah. any and they of were, So they that were, was already putting people in a situation to where, like, damn, like, my mom, it's just me and my mom. Yeah. And then right. that creates resentment. Yeah. yeah. Oh, black men ain't shit. Yeah. Or, you know, mm -hmm. uh, my, I'm, this my mom is my dad. It's like, yeah. nah, like, it's just, that's not yeah, how it, it has, that's not how it has had to be. It's not how it should have been. Like, yeah. Your mom is your mom. Your dad is your dad. Yeah. And I feel like once all that stuff started taking place, like that just created this dynamic amongst each other. Yeah. Where it's like, you where know, black men and black women have this issue almost. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, other. yeah, so, resentment and uh-huh. Right. So it sounds it's, like like a lot of these things we're experiencing right now is very much still connect, connected to drugs. Mm -hmm. And this stuff that was intended to run our communities and, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I just... Like, just looking at everything that's going on right now politically with um, legal, medical, and recreational marijuana. Like, you know what I mean? These kids, one, these kids are getting worse stuff. Like, who you know who OD'd from, from some weed? Uh, I'll wait on it. <laughs> no one? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll wait. If It's a lot of health benefits, if anything. We know. We know why by now. It's but used to treat cancer. Yeah. Literally. And, and then they want to shine light on opioids right and on oh that. it's just a money like that's oh, the that's I do big not. that's big pharma yes and i do not like that hey pharmaceutical like, money is a month i, I yeah. know it's yeah like it's a multi, lot of multi multi-billions multi and that's you know? why they keep doing it but it's not helping it and that's why i won't take medications like because yeah. No, it's not meant to help. Not only that, I, I have an addictive personality. My family has addictive person. Like, no. Nah, Perfect nah. example. Okay, so say I have a friend, and out of respect for his family, mm -hmm. I'm not going to name his name. He's no longer with us, mm -hmm. but we played football together in high school. Mm -hmm. He tore his ACL or MCL. He did something with his knee. Mm. And I think he was prescribed something from the doctor. Mm. Pain medication. Yeah. Well, when I come back from college a year and a half later, we run into each other after that. Wow. I didn't know that he was still addicted to that. Wow. Shit. So it was just that one time. Yeah. That it's one. just, that's all it takes. So yeah. it's like he was getting help for some in high school mm -hmm. and he became addicted to that probably in high school. Yes. And he never got the help he needed. And by the time we were 22, 23, he was dead. God wow so, okay so speaking of music That's, a lot of rappers nowadays like it's like cool. shine light on like um yeah. xanax or what perk i don't know i feel like it's this new emo it's this new emo phase of like all of these new kids and like i'm not i'm not hating on the new generation no. or whatnot because what they're doing is dope and, yeah. and things should yeah. change um, i think creative. that I think that it's slowly starting to change and it's starting to become not cool because there was like a little small period of time in hip hop and rap where these new kids were like talking about their experiences and stuff like that. And um, I think that, you know, the world sees how real it is. Yeah. I would like to ex explain those things like pharmaceutical meds, all of that stuff. It's just legal heroin or meth. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. 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 Then we got campaigns going on in this state like. You know, we all saw that meth were on it, crap. Mm. But I think that post was a few million. Yeah, it cost a few mil million yeah. dollars. And at the time, and at the time before I even branched out and started, like you know, my um, doing my own entrepreneurship thing as far as my DJ company, I was working at a school. Oh, really? And I was teaching a behavior program at a school. Oh, wow! So 
to be a part of a time like that when you, so you mean to tell me you have that much funding for something yeah. so stupid? <laughs> right. It's true. You don't have, there's no funding to pay these teachers. Exactly. And, and on top of that, Ooh, being opposed to something that will build our state, you know, legal Man. marijuana will not only help people, you know, in terms of like medicine and health wise, but anxiety. tax wise, you know, revenue wise, things would look a lot better for us. So how can you be so opposed to something that would benefit us? And I would say maybe because the person that's opposing it can't benefit yep. from it from it mm-hmm. right away. Yeah, because mm. you know it's all about those dollars. We, we so need our way. We yeah. just know that, you know, certain people in certain positions, you know, because we, we know our politicians Yes, are. Yeah. yes. So <laughs> it's not even a secret anymore. Yeah. So it yeah. just seems like someone is so against mm-hmm. what we all use our voices for. Yes. Mm-hmm. Due to, there's a bigger reason behind that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Maybe one's husband can't benefit off of it because, you know, they can't sell the insurance on it or who knows. That is. Right. But the reasoning is it's dangerous to <laughs> whatever. People. So do you, so do you think it's going to be legal or do you think they're going to put a stop to it? I'm like iffy on it. So like, this is kind of for many reasons. I have zero faith in our government <laughs> i know it's true though it's true um i don't know what's gonna happen yeah that's i just i'm not gonna be all the way nah we ain't gonna have it yeah. yeah because we'll see i don't know i do know that don't and i'm gonna tell this to all the young people that went out there and voted and mm-hmm. you know even you guys because you guys went out mm-hmm. there and voted too yeah don't be surprised I yeah know. if it, it's it just, not yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I laugh when you say that because it's like that's how I feel too. I know, you know? he's the same. He's just kind of. Yeah. Like, sometimes I just feel like they're like we but I, we're a donkey and they're just dangling that carrot in front of us. You try to catch it. Right. But I feel like <laughs> not quick enough for real. But I do feel like like that just proves like we really don't have a voice. And I feel like there oh, should man. be protesting against if that is the case of not having marijuana like recreational or even medical like there needs to be some type of protesting but i I feel like i I think it would be i hope i I think that if they didn't if you know christy gnome didn't let this pass um i think that there would be a lot of pushback from that yeah it'll come from the the younger generation because like we're fed up i just feel like the like Midwestern, this is being like a Midwestern person, like me growing up in the Midwest. Chicago is still Midwestern. Yeah. It's a bigger, it's at a bigger, Chicago, not as Midwest, it's, but it is. It's a bigger city, that's yeah. why. But it's like the Midwest is behind. We got to change because I feel like so a lot behind. of times here we're we're so all right. I'll lay down. Okay, yeah, whatever. Right. Cowboys. We'll learn to we'll learn <laughs> to live <laughs> with cowboys here. No hell no. You heard we got we got we got to stand up for what's right. And use yeah. our voice. We can't just lay down every time somebody's like, "No, nah, you can't have that," even though you voted for it. No, nah, we gotta we gotta stand up That's, for what's right and what we need. And I feel like the younger generation is doing it, like us. Yeah. Like for example, your DJ company. It's mm-hmm. edgy. It's I mean, obviously there's oh, other, it's very different. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm saying. Like obviously there's other DJs here, but it's different. Like yep. you're just you're edgier. You're different. Yep. Yeah. Clothing brand, streetwear, yep. high fashion, different. There's not nothing like that around here. Yeah, I will say this though. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, you're no, good. it's fine. It's people being people. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say this though. Like I've, I feel like there's a more of a togetherness, yeah, feeling amongst the younger people, yeah, that I've ever been a part of mm-hmm. here where we live, and I think that that we can continue to build on that mm-hmm. like we have the whether it feels like it or not we we i feel like we have the power to we dictate the change of what happens mm-hmm. there's more and more younger businesses coming up from yeah. people of color even so it's yeah. like and everybody's supporting each other yep yep, yep. yep. obviously you know people talk and run their mouth all the time that's just it is that's just people yeah. <laughs> but i feel like you know we're going we're headed as a, a young generation i think we're headed in the right place yes absolutely and you know for us to use our voices and that power um 
And for someone to go against that, that just proves 90% of us right yep. on what yep. we already knew. Yep, yeah. exactly. Um, so I feel like this past, even this past year, even when the, with the whole Floyd thing that took place and yeah. how everybody came together for that, I think all states marched. Yeah, yeah the world, bro. ever happened. And the it's world. 17 other countries, yep, yeah. I yep, believe, something like yep. that. And that was so a change right yeah. there in that. That was a change. That was a shift, whether you want to believe it or not. Oh, like, you could feel it. Absolutely. Yeah, you could feel it. I know. Yeah. yeah. When, yeah. That, when has that ever happened? I don't think that's I ever don't happened. Think the world, that's, that, that has not. Everybody? Happened. Yeah. In the midst of a pandemic. Oh, yeah. The pandemic was going on, yeah. too. Last year was a year to remember. Year and it's crazy to think oh, we man. lived through. 2020. Yeah, I know. We're going to be talking There's about it. It's almost our anniversary. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for, <laughs> <laughs> for real, when March? the world just. Yeah. But, but speaking of, let's hear a little bit more about your company, your DJ company. How did you start that? Like, what got you into DJ? So my brother and his wife have been throwing parties for probably about six to maybe even seven to eight years oh wow, wow. for a while so when they were doing it at bigs okay initially and dj core was their dj okay. at that time mm -hmm. um and then so just kind of being around it yeah just being around djs or being around the party scene and always partying yeah. Yeah. pretty much and then yeah. um my cut my other cousin he started djing okay mm -hmm. yeah his name is dj dante oh wow so <laughs> okay yeah, okay yeah. that we yep. you know consider ourselves the tave yeah <laughs> <laughs> he gave us that name by the way I ain't <laughs> but so he started djing and i was always around him you know, I, mm -hmm. I was just, you know, becoming an adult. So now I could hang around him more. So I was always at his house and he had this big ass DJ board in his room. <laughs> so we'd be sitting over there talking and hanging out or whatever. And I slowly but surely wanted to like check out the board. Yeah. So I started going in the back. Like, How you hook this up for me, man? At mm -hmm. first, you know, he, if it's not yours, he's really not trying to let you, you know, mess with his stuff. Yeah. yeah. So at first he was kind of like, no. <laughs> I know, man. That's a lot of money, brother. <laughs> but eventually, start letting me play with it. Mm -hmm. So I started, you know, doing, you know, learning, you know, a little bit of transitions and stuff. And he was giving me some pointers and things like that. And slowly but surely, I was like, damn, I kind of want to, I want to DJ. Yeah. So then, from Bigs, we go to David's. Mm -hmm. And well, they go to David's. I just brought some of the party to David's. I was uh, always partying at that yeah. time, so it's probably on a party bus every weekend. <laughs> so he's DJing at David's, and then when I when a shift happened in my life to where I stopped wanting to party so much, but I still wanted to be supportive or find a way to where I can contribute. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I started going up there and watching him DJ. Yeah. Wow. So, and then we had another DJ, DJ Quiet Storm, that would come and DJ too. Mm -hmm. So I would just kind of sit back and watch both of them DJ. Mm -hmm. And I think DJ Quiet Storm has like decades on his belt DJ. Wow. So he kind of, he, sh he showed both of us some things. Paved the way. Yeah. So I kind of just sat back and learned. And then it would start, this is my cousin again. Hey, cuz. <laughs> I'm gonna go outside on a smoke break. You should uh go, go ahead. Right. And I was like a little nervous, like Okay. For real? Right. It was the middle of a party going on. Oh, snap. Yeah. So on the spot. So on it's like spot. All right. Yeah. So, you know, he had these buttons on his on his board where I push and it would say something back. Like, yeah. like D -D 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 DJ Dante. <laughs> like when I push the button. Yeah. yeah. So I push it. <laughs> And then say his name, everybody starts screaming or whatever. And I'm like, no, <laughs> this is me. I'm yeah. right. I did that. Right. He's yeah. not even in here. Right. <laughs> so, you know, slowly, but just being put in those situations was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna do it. Mm -hmm. So then I just ended up, you know, having a grind, get my own board. He let me use his board that he had mm -hmm. um to practice on. He even gave me some songs. Oh wow. Yeah, use these. He wanted me to start off with instrumentals. Okay. So practice on transitioning instrumentals. Yeah. So 
Uh, all right, I don't know why. That's kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So I did, and then slowly but surely, like, just kept building my catalog musically, and then I got to the point where I could get my own board. Nice. And then I was the second DJ at David's. Okay. Nice. Once um, the other gentleman left. So we've probably been doing this off and on thing for, like, the last two years maybe oh wow so it's been two years right but it's only been like a year or so since maybe maybe a year and a half since i've had my own equipment and have been as far as my dj board oh nice yeah do do you ever do you have sorry you can go no it it sounds like he was grooming you like yeah really definitely he definitely was giving me some game like because you know he's older than me so he his music knowledge was like I remember before we even before I even started DJing, mm-hmm. we would just sit there have conversations about music. Oh, who is this? I right. bet you don't know this song. Like that oh. was kind of like how our relationship was, you yeah. know. Yeah. You know? So, so it was kind of like we were always like challenging each other. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. Yep. In yeah. a good way. In a good yeah, way. Yeah, but yeah. sometimes obviously <laughs> <You're> <laughs> <not>. <laughs> big yeah. cousin, little cousin. Arguing, arguments right. and yeah. whatever cuz, you know right. that's how you talk. You're <laughs> <laughs> from Cali, you're like whatever cuz. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hell so yeah. do you ever like do you get adrenaline rush when you're doing it or like oh yeah yeah so i bet i'm yeah. to the point now where obviously like i would tell everybody you will always learn djing i don't think the world's most successful dj will tell you that you know yeah there's only so much you, i just feel like there's always something you can learn mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know, whether it's a transition mm-hmm. whether it's you know how to read the crowd i feel like there's always gonna be that little thing that you pick up on yeah so now we kind of have like how it's how it goes sometimes at david's like i notice like if my energy is real high in the day mm-hmm. i feel like the night's gonna be like super crazy yeah the people will be there to you know hold that feeling but yeah. the energy won't be there Wow. that's one of the things i had yeah. to learn yeah. Yeah. so like the people are there yeah. Yeah. like the last show we had at davis mm-hmm. yeah there's people there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it almost felt like i had to dig deep like we had yeah. to dig deep in our crates and like mm-hmm. find, like really get it yeah well, okay what what avenue can we take what song can we play yeah. that'll get them and then what song can we play after that that'll keep them yeah. um, so it's, it's a craft. Oh, like it's you, psychological. You to, yeah. Yeah. You have it's, to read people. You yeah. have to. You have to study. So another yeah. thing that he did, he gave me um, this DJ page to follow on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And he breaks all of that stuff down mm-hmm. about transitioning and just any other question you might have as a DJ. So I was able to watch and learn from that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, just certain things. Like what song to play at the right time, or what if you play all bangers? And he kind of just gave his own perspective as to you know what he experienced yeah, doing yeah, those yeah. things. So I feel like the the DJing thing is it's it's different, especially. Yeah. Um, but and it keeps you going. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. you're always around the nightlife still. Yeah. See, and that's fun. It's fun. Right. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun to be someone that's providing the music now yeah right? like providing the fun you're yeah. literally you're the life of the party in yeah. a sense so it's like it's based off of you know how a lot of djs feel it's like man if i don't come with my a game mm-hmm. this party's could be whack yep. right, right but i feel like there's been times where i'm playing fire music my mm-hmm. transitions are on point i'm talking on the mic and the people just aren't there yet. Just it's there. the universal yeah, yeah, yeah. shift. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting into it. <laughs> going That's the thing, though. Yeah. It is. You it don't is. But, yeah, it's just like, you know, they're there. They're two-stepping. They got their drinks. Yeah. But, but they're it's not. 1230. That's usually when, you know, people come in and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's starting, yeah. starting to crack. Mm-hmm. So um, that I had to, I kind of had to calm myself down with that because that used to be real frustrating and then even i catch myself now sometimes being like oh man yeah y'all ain't on nothing yep yep yeah so i'll just play you know i just kind of i still try to find that song but now it's like i notice it's something i can't control yeah so i just let go of the reins a little bit it's that's that's dope like just hearing that it's interesting hearing that perspective because i don't think i've ever had a conversation like that with a dj just like the whole 
psychological aspect when it comes to it. Like, you know, because I think a person on the outside will view DJing as just like, all right, I'm going to hit some buttons. I'm going to do some transitions. That's it. But you're really dealing with the energy of people. You know, they had a day before they showed up to this event. So they're dealing with things. I think here in um, South Dakota in general in the Midwest, we're coming out of like, we call it like depression season when it's gray every day for like three months. It's yeah. cold than a motherfucker outside. You know what I mean? Like Man. so cold you can feel it in your body. Like yep. your bones hurt. Man. And I think that can play a, a part in that too. Like how the people weren't there. Cause every, uh, you know, just amongst like people that we've been talking to over the past like few weeks, you know, people kind of were going through that. And well, I think I we think experienced that, that. Yeah. every yeah. Year. And you yeah. know what? From a personal standpoint, I think every year we get to our cold season, mm-hmm. it just drives me further and further away from wanting to be in this place. Yeah. Well, so mm-hmm. not only because I, I grew up here, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's just like there's just certain things that, you know, outside of the nice things that I am mm-hmm. aware of that yeah. go on here, yeah. I just still feel like for multiple reasons, this isn't a yep. place for me. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep. Or my yep. family. I don't want my family to grow up here. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep. I don't want my kids to grow up here. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And I say I don't want my kids to grow up here because I feel like, you know, I was in sports here. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it was seasonal. Mm-hmm. Mm, yep. And I had family members and whoever else that played in Vegas and. Louisiana and other bigger states and cities, and mm-hmm. they had access to that stuff year round. Yes, yeah. and that keeps someone first out of trouble when you are yeah. constantly in sports and engaged in that and discipline. There's a lot yeah. of benefits to being in something year round, so I understand yeah. that. Yeah. So it's just like just to have that access to something that you can that you will be busy constantly. That builds character, yep. mm-hmm. and. You don't always have to hear what I think. Yeah. You know, it's uh, I want to be in a place where I'm like, okay, I'm comfortable here. I feel like there's more fairness amongst these younger athletes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And just to, you know, allow my kid to grow up and, you know, be taught by someone else. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, that's going to have a different kind of effect on them. Obviously, I have that tough love dad thing. Yeah. With my son, even now, he's only, he's not even two years old. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably like, hey, August. (laughs) But yeah, but he listens. Yeah, yeah. So like, I can tell August, hey man, doing something you're not supposed to do, go to your room. (laughs) <laughs> Does he go in his room? Usually, people tell their ten-year-olds go to yeah. your room. Yeah, right. look at me, get sad. Go to his room. <laughs> yeah. So, but I don't. You know, I don't mean. I just feel like I. I don't mean to be so yeah. kind of you know so hard on them, but I feel like some kids, of the stuff is natural. Kids to yeah. me. like kids need that though. Yeah, man. but I want him to understand <laughs> now. Like, if you get it now, and you're not, if you can follow my direction now. You you're see? not two years old yeah. yet. You're not even two years old yet. I feel like by the time you get to five, six, when you're going into school, you're going to be great. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's yeah. actually scientifically proven that like between the ages from birth to like seven, I think seven, I feel like it's three or four, like the oh, way that you okay. discipline them and how you handle them. That's how they're going to be for the rest of their life. So yeah. you have to wow. install it in yeah. them at such a young age. Like yeah. you have to be stern for them to. And he's really smart. That's yeah. good though, because that's like, awesome. Nowadays you can't drop a pen on the floor without uh, offending somebody. Oh, <laughs> hey, that was too loud, man. Can you drop that pen a little different next time? Hey, you know what I mean? This These kids the, nowadays soft. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, and I feel like that's kind of how they want them to be. Yeah. yeah, want them to be soft. Like they want them to. They they want to dilute the upcoming generation. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's where I feel like they see that, damn, that's going to be the most problem. Because <laughs> <laughs> the older generations, they've already lived. And, yeah. you know, some of them, the majority of them are probably like, man, I'm just trying to do what I can do to get where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you have some that are still pushing that knowledge down and yep, stuff yep. like that. but. There's even a divide between generations. I oh, feel yeah. Like. Heck yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like that's just life too. Like yeah. it's just it's just the circle of life. Yeah. And like we're speaking of like where would your dream place be? Like for yeah, you and your I family too. Yeah, because somewhere where it never snows. 
I feel that 100% because yeah. I grew up with snow. It, it's kind of the same in Chicago. And I know how that feels to be, you know what I'm, I mean, in that place that you've been all your life. Because it's a big world out there. You want to mm-hmm. go and, and move and experience different things. You want different things for your family. And I know how it is to, you know what I mean, yeah. to be in that mindset. I, I, after high school, I was like, I'm gone. I'm getting out of Chicago. I'm not going to turn back and come back to this place. I think I went back like maybe one once or once twice, twice yeah maybe once yeah but i know how that feels because one like when you're building something in your city that you grew up in and everyone like personally knows you mm-hmm. like everyone knows vante that can be challenging at times mm-hmm. too because i know people probably heard this saying before you get a lot of support from like the people that don't know you like the people that are strangers support you the most and yeah. i think it's because the people that are directly connected to you feel some sort of one up on you like they know you personally and right when you're on this new venture in your life like oh, i know vante he he this and that this is what like no people change people grow I know, but people in reality, want to do, like, yeah no. like and I, how yeah. i think about that is mm-hmm. it's like even you know at those different stages of my life when i was you know growing up and getting a little older and retaining more knowledge mm-hmm. as i was going it was just like a lot of these people yeah, and I learned that I didn't even know who you were. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. So there's no way in hell you knew who I was. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yep. You just we see. were just in a situation together where yeah we had a relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And we grew up together or something like that. And so we kind of, you know, a lot of it, some of it was kind of oh I knew we I grew up with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like best friends, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. but to tell you the truth, like I'm not even friends with a handful of those people no more. Uh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah. no, nah, we didn't really know each other. Yeah. I was talking to Aaliyah about that the other day. Our um six year old, she'll be seven in like a week. But mm-hmm. you know, she's been going through some challenges in school, and I let her know, like, you know, I know you want to be cool and you want to <laughs> seem cool to your classmates and everything. You want to stand out. You want to have friends. I was like, you know something? You want to know how many people that are still in my life that was in my life in first grade? She was like, how many? 10? 20? <laughs> I was like, no, not 10, not 20. Zero. You know, uh, I think after high school, a friend of mine, you know, she's a photographer. She does really well. She shoots like some of the top models in the U.S. and mm-hmm. in Paris. And after high school, she was doing this in, like, high school, too. So that was really inspiring for me. But she uh, mentioned something to, like, the new class that was going into high school. She said, don't try to be cool because after you graduate, no one cares. It's true, <laughs> it's though. True. Like, no people, one really, no yeah, one cares. People go on with their life. They forget about you. They move on and do the thing that they got to do for themselves. And everyone want, wants to be cool and the yeah. popular kid. And it's like. Yeah. It's high much. school is. For real though, high school is. That's what. That's what I can say. But like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They put out certain Netflix specials now Uh that um, me and my lady will watch, Uh and it just takes me back to I was in high school. I'm like, this shit was happening when I was in high school. Yep, yep, yep. So like how what's this new um I'm pretty sure um um Jeannie and um We haven't tapped into that yet. You guys are gonna like that. We're yeah, welcome to that. Yeah, but no, it's um Spencer James. Okay. Uh, He's the star wide receiver. I cannot I don't know why I cannot think of this. No, it's all good. No, <laughs> just good. watched it. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm it'll trying to think. Oh well. Yeah. But yeah, it's another one. I'll yeah. skip maybe it'll come back to it. Yeah. <laughs> But the 13, 13 reasons. Okay. Oh, yep, 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 13 yep. reasons. Yep. That was a good one. That happens. Yes. Oh, it, yeah. Oh, oh heck yeah. yeah. That, that is a real show. And not even just in the, that aspect of what happened to her. Right. But the, the whole just kids doing things in general. Just cattiness. That are even, that will be covered up yeah. by mm. teachers. Oh, oh yep. Yep. Or principles. Yeah. Yep. Depending Damn. on how well you know them. So, and that's kind of scary. Like, my example. mind went to a different place just thinking about high school. It's like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I was in high school here. I went to Washington High School. Mm-hmm. And this, there, there was a group of guys on my football team that they called themselves the Reign of Terror. 
Yeah. Why? Wow. It's I don't terrorizing know. people out here. Right. <laughs> for no, for but fun, for sport. It was like aimed at specific groups of people. Oh, wow. That's so that's, that, that's real. It's yeah. real, though. That's my stuff. So, like, from anything from throwing like bottles of, you know, piss to, pe- you know, what talking, right, going to the skate park, yelling stuff out the window. God damn. But you know what happened? Ooh. Do you know what happened to these kids? Please tell me they got their ass whooped. No, well, a few of them almost did. Okay. Like, but I think it was, he was an adult. Oh. Um, so I think he ended up getting in trouble for that situation. Yeah. But a few of these, a handful of those dudes were like nominated for homecoming king. What the fuck? See, it's always the most like. They were a part of it. Yep. And you know what? I wasn't nominated at all. <gasps> wow. At the time, like, obviously, I was kind of like. Yeah. I wanted to be because yeah. my older brother was like, yeah. you know, yeah. homecoming king, stuff like that. Yeah. For real? So I, I wanted to. Yeah. But when I was in high school, my, I was an asshole. Yeah. Like it wasn't. I'm not trying to laugh. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, I'd laugh at it. So yeah. I didn't, there was no, I told you what was on my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Probably I get that way worse you. than I do now. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like more, I'll say it was just more out of control then. But I feel like I was liked, mm-hmm. yeah. But only on the basis of what I was providing at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, see. Okay. I don't think I think people. Some of the people I was around, like, oh, you play football. A lot of people know you, like, yeah. yeah. The football players, right? Are, but like, yeah. there was a lack of understanding in between, even between me and my teammates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're just different. Yeah, no, just, I was yeah. like, so oh, so it got to the point to where I was gonna leave. Oh, wow. I was going to transfer to Roosevelt. Oh, uh, okay. And Coach Hermanson, who was, to me, was that a teacher? the greatest coach, oh, football coach okay. in the state history. Wow. wow. He talked me in the staying. Yeah, I see. Oh, wow. I was over, after my junior year, when all the upperclassmen left, mm-hmm. who I pretty much hung out with, mm-hmm. I was stuck with my class. I see. Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> we all did idiot shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like th- that class as a whole was like, just yeah. Dumb. Wait, we're trying to win a state title with this. <laughs> yeah. So when I watch Netflix specials and I'm like, and they you know aim it at like the high school, mm-hmm. and I'm like, damn, like that was that's some real shit. That's like yeah. I went, yeah, I went through some of that, and it's like, yeah, that's crazy. See, I like, will say, I don't even know. Where I, no, like. I think we did an episode on this season one, like the difference between growing up in South Dakota versus like Illinois, Chicago. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like one thing I noticed, like the kids here are built different. Like certain stuff I couldn't do in high school. Or we couldn't do because it was just a different set of principles. You know what I mean? If anything, it's after tough, school, man. I was, you know, mentally preparing for how I'm going to maneuver on public transportation home and this and that, just watching my back and that sort of stuff. Like, if I went around or if a group, if it was a group of people that ran around throwing piss bottles at people, they probably would have got, you know what I mean? Yeah, it wouldn't wouldn't have been looking good for them. Yeah, exactly. That's the But when you live in a place like this Mm -hmm. and people ain't been smacked upside the head for their actions, where it's rare Mm -hmm. and you come from a place to where you got, you know, people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're, you know, there's a, the booster clubs are real. Mm-hmm. That's so wild. So when you come from situations like you, I looking back at it now, I was going to take a drink of water. I'm not even thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> looking back at it now, it's like kids were only doing what they could do, what, yeah. what they were, what allowed they were to. allowed to do. Yep. Yeah, yep. things I, that they kids were doing that in my mind were so bogus. Yeah, it was like, but you don't understand. Like you haven't been taught. Like we were taught very different. Yeah. Yep. So it was like I would stay places, and you know moms certain moms would try to get in our conversations which you have the right to yeah mm-hmm. and the kids would you know they'd snap at the moms yeah like you not you don't even know what you're talking about Ooh. what and me and that <laughs> in that mindset i'm like Ooh, like yeah if yeah. that was like let's say my dad is trying to be in a conversation <laughs> and i said that to him oh he probably would have in front of you i got dealt with yeah. yeah and but i was look. i was even thinking about it even deeper than that it's like Damn, you talk to your mom like that? Yeah, like disrespect. Yeah. Crazy. You know how lucky you are to have a mom that's still doing your laundry, my dude? Yeah. yeah. 
It's true. It's true. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it was just like, there was so much, there were just such a difference between Dynamic. me and the people. Yeah. And when they would ask me questions, well, why are you this? Why are you that way? Like, and I, I would explain it. Mm -hmm. You know how it would come off to them? Oh, you just want to be a victim. Oh. You just, you just, it was poor me. You just want people to feel bad for you. You're like, no. You were raised. My mind was just like, no, bitch. Like, I'm trying to like, <laughs> yeah, you were find common ground with yeah, you right now yeah. and explain so we can become closer as people. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm trying to shed light onto why I think the way I think. Yeah. Yep. But you don't even know how to retain that information. Yeah. You were raised because differently. Because they're emotionally unstable. They don't know how to process it. Hey, a lot of people that look like they have it all. Man. <laughs> No, it's so true though and i i started That's just real. realizing this like just certain people i'm it's like wow costume. and i thought you were just so perfect i'm like oh wow. it's a costume yeah i ain't gonna lie i would because a lot of my friends had money or more money than me yes mm -hmm. so when we would go to parties or go to people's houses houses are big as hell yeah, yeah. so would it make you feel a type of way yeah, yeah. it was like at first it kind of was like damn I was little as shit. Yeah, yeah. I would feel the same way. <laughs> then I started getting inspired. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, what can I do to have something like this myself? Mm -hmm. Even though you ain't Facts. working for this. Your Facts. parents are. Or yeah. you're probably going to get it handed to you. Yeah. I'm going to have to work for this for real, for real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Facts. So there was just never. You know, I had one of those guys. Um, I seen him at Tommy Jackson's past summer. Mm -hmm. and he apologized oh, to. Wow. Um, it was during when all the Floyd stuff was going on. Mm -hmm. He apologized to from how he acted almost ten years ago. Wow, Ooh, that gave me chills. So that was on his conscience for a while. Exactly. How did you feel when wow. he apologized? Um, at first, I was kind of like when he was a when he started apologizing to me. I was just kind of like, was he drunk? A little bit. Okay. okay yeah but i was also i was also taught drunk people speak a sober mind yeah it, yeah. i think yeah so <laughs> yeah i mean the drunk thing is kind of like mm, that's probably why i was looking at him originally <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> <laughs> but when he broke down when he started going back in time and was like like he ha yeah like no like the, those guys were idiots i don't even talk to a lot of them anymore like yeah i apologize for not understanding Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and it took something like what you know something that happened nine years later for you to do it i'll accept i'll accept that yeah yeah now whether you were being genuine or not that's on you that's, that's on a, you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. that's big and yeah. that will also come out eventually yeah exactly i no longer hold on to Ooh. any of any of that any stuff resentment. so if if that you just brings you yeah down. if you mean that that's big not only will you show it but you'll give that energy off. Yeah. And if you if and if you just felt like you needed to say that to the closest nigga mm -hmm. yeah. that you knew, that will show that's too. bad because yeah. it's a lot of people out there holding a lot of secrets. Yep, a it, lot it, of secrets from things they've done to people. They just carry that throughout their life, and like ten years later, they they want to come to terms with it. <laughs> you yep. know what I mean? Exactly. So changing changing a little bit. Let's yeah. talk a little bit about your music. And you have already put out two, you put out an EP. I put out two EPs. Two EPs in what, um, three oh. weeks? I was like, oh my yeah, gosh. I did. T talk a little bit. Are yeah. you going to continue to do that? Like, what, yes. Where's your mindset when it comes to that? So my mindset when it comes to putting out music is I just have to keep it going. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, You're living for the, in the longest moment. time. So... Music to me for the longest time, as far as the music scene here in Sioux Falls, was corny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was really yeah. corny. Yeah, there was always that select few or the handful of dudes that were out here putting their work in, mm -hmm. and that work not necessarily doesn't have to mean that they were doing the things that they're rapping about, but they were pushing their craft. Okay, mm -hmm. so one name for an example, Nico McFadden. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know him. Yeah. Well, his footwork no was amazing yeah like how he pushed himself like the things that he did now some people might not like his music or like him as a person even but his work ethic yeah 
Yeah. Can't say nothing about that. Yeah. yeah. I've worked with him a few times in the past. I'm so, like, yeah. yeah. Philly Fate was another artist out here that okay. yeah. was well known. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Brose. I don't know who that is. I knew him as Kid Bro at first, but okay. I think. I think his name sounds familiar yeah. too. Yeah. So, we actually have done some things together recently. Um, but we actually were just also having a conversation um, about kind of that, sharing that same thought process on the city here and yeah. it was just like you know he was kind of expressing to me like yeah that's kind of why i was just sitting on a lot of art like it's just kind of yeah i don't know if the rap game is something you know that i want to be a part of just yeah. kind of seeing how it's going mm-hmm. yeah yeah and on top of that coming from a place where you don't really have the musical outlet mm-hmm. as if you were in LA LA or somewhere you're just surrounded by that energy the energy Mm -hmm. you're surrounded by connections you're surrounded by resources yeah so it's just like we didn't have that here and then when there were things going on here it was like a buddy buddy system yeah Yeah. it's like you might even be better than my my homeboy yeah yeah but he's my homeboy so he's gonna we're gonna ride with that and it was not enough togetherness yeah um, in that aspect everybody was pretty much like egotistical yep just like bro nine times out of ten we went to the same school Mm -hmm. i know you Mm -hmm. you know me Mm -hmm. you we all watched each other from afar Mm -hmm. yeah grow up yeah just keep that over there yep absolutely because i don't i'm gonna be me wherever i'm at right i'm gonna speak my mind wherever i'm at i'm not gonna tolerate no disrespect yeah wherever i'm at Mm -hmm. so if that's what you feel like you have to be, I can respect it. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. And if you want to be like that in my vicinity, and just be respectful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like you can be arrogant and you can do all that stuff. Show me respect though. Yep. Because yeah. I'm always give you that respect. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So it was kind of hard for yeah. the longest time, and it was a personal thing too. Because growing up, I was I sang and danced in church. Yeah. I did all that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I used to do this thing where they used to call it uh, shake the devil off. And it was just like the Harlem shake. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And yeah. Like they would pretty much just give me like a five to 10 minute window and I would go like little by a while. I know like how black Harlem people shake. in church do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grew up and, yeah. yeah. So I go out Harlem shake. I walk with somebody <laughs> in the first row in Harlem shake and uh, wave my hand in their face. Act yeah. like I threw some dirt up in there, caught it. Like yeah. it's clowning. So yeah. I was always around stuff like that. And yeah. I, my brother, Silence is his rap name. He started rapping okay. probably when I was, I think he always rapped, but he started putting music out and performing probably in 2010, somewhere okay. in there, 2010, 2011. And so I was watching him do it. And then, you know, my friends, um, some of them were rapping as well. So I was just kind of like, I always had the talent to do it, yeah. but it was like, I don't know. Yeah, there was that. All right, well. You just had to actually do it. Yeah, I just had to do Mm -hmm. it. You know, growing up, it was like, damn, will they even like what I have to say? Right. You know, some of that there. And then it wasn't just always, oh, this corny here. Yeah. It was just some of that was me. Yeah. In my own way. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, you know, I just was like, you know what? I'm going to just use it as an outlet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we all need, you got two kids at home. (laughs) Yeah. Life happens. Yep. Yeah. So, like, you know, I needed a. My father passed away in 2018. Okay. That's why you said what? Because I heard you earlier mention you said how he was. Yeah. I was going to ask you. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, no problem. So, like, there's a lot of things that, like, now it's just like, I'm not. I'm just doing it. Whatever it is that I feel like I can be successful with, whether it's business oriented music i'm just do it you're, yeah. you're courageous you're yeah courageous like it, there's no there is no more of that no nah, i'm gonna just no nah. i don't have time for that like yeah, yeah like i don't i just gotta do it and you just then, gotta do do shit you know then, what i mean yep try to use whatever i'm doing as you know an outlet an outlet creative way yep. yeah, yeah. That's, yeah so that's kind of the music thing has always been there yeah um but yeah i actually have some songs dropping probably within the next month or so For sure. that's one thing too um a conversation we had not long ago i mentioned to you how you know i like how you're putting out new content all the time because 
I feel like a lot of artists getting like this hoarder mentality. Like, no, nah, I can't put that out. That's too, you know what I mean? But when you on the come up, you gotta you, go hard. You yeah, when you're everything. when you're yeah. I yeah. was gonna say like I know I know a hoarder. Yeah, um, he's a good friend of mine too. Like he's dope. Yeah, he's nice. Yeah. yeah, I actually just mentioned his name, mm-hmm. Rose. Mm-hmm. He hoards. Yeah. yeah. But he's also out. been doing this. Like Jose probably started doing music when I was in. Oh, I know Jose. Yeah, yeah. Vanessa's. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. probably started doing music when I was when we were freshmen in high school. Oh uh, wow! Yep. So he's been doing it for been doing a while. music forever. So he got like three hundred songs. Man, this dude <laughs> probably got so much music in the stash, and it's just like you you have to put it out to get to get known. So he just, his thing is though like I I feel like that now. Okay. He has so much work under his belt that there's a different he has a different reason for why okay. he's doing what he's doing yeah me is just like i can't afford to yeah afford to do that yeah right. especially if i think the slightest i could do something with this yeah i want to be heard i don't want nobody to be like damn i ain't heard nothing from him like six in months. a year right <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like he was such a big piece of this rap game here that it was like people know him yeah right you know what i mean People know me, but not for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the other struggle is like, okay, how do I separate my business from my music? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just gonna yeah, have that's to come. Tough. That's yeah. what I'm learning. That's I'm learning how to do that still. Sure. Yeah. What if you What if you rap while you're DJing? That'd be dope. But but oh, one thing. Oh really? But oh. he's trying to separate. It, yeah, true. Yeah, true. yeah, I don't rap my stuff while oh, I'm DJing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what I'll do is. If there's a certain part of the song that everybody knows, yeah. I drop it, you know, where there's no music playing in the background, everybody's rapping that part. Yeah. yeah. I'll rap it too. Yeah. Or to yeah. try to get everybody going when it's not to that point in the party yet, I'll mm-hmm. just pick a part and I'll mm-hmm. just rap it over yeah. the mic while I'm DJing. So I do do that as well. I see. Yeah, but yeah. not your own. But not my own. Yeah. yeah. That's one thing that we were thinking about, like, with the podcast early on because a lot of the stuff we talk about is along the lines of growth personal growth all of that stuff because that's what we've committed our lives to mm-hmm. and with our streetwear clothing brand we talk about those same things so it's a matter of us separating the two brands yeah so i can understand where you're coming from with that but at the end of the day like when it comes to a personal brand and you being dj vante i feel like everything is already going to tie yeah, into full each other circle. Yeah. Full circle. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So like, cause I have these, um, you know, shout out to Still Standing. So the owners of Still Standing, you know, they've kind of made some of my clothes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They've made yeah. some of my clothes that I have that will have my, not only will it say Beats by Tay on it, uh-huh. um, and it's a level up team, my saying, stuff like that. So they'll make sure that that's on there. But like when I have a show mm-hmm. or if I'm doing something for my music, They'll still put that there, but they'll put my rap name, which is Levels, by the way. Okay. They'll put that there. They'll put that on my clothing too. Oh heck yeah! So So I kind of try to depend on what I'm doing. If I'm just DJing, I'll just I'll just leave certain things out. Right. Yeah. 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 So uh, that's dope. I feel like just in terms of like the whole DJing aspect of things. It's really nice to like have that perspective now, like when it comes to people's energy, because I feel like in sales. And anything in life, you That's know what like I mean. That's like a sales it's, thing. You have it's to relationship to- based. You have to know how to like work with people, understand people's energy, their personality, and all of that. And it's interesting hearing it in that space when it comes to music, like the way people move and yeah. like the connectivity and all of that. So, no, yeah. I, I think that was dope. Yeah, you know, no, hearing that thank- perspective. Yeah, yeah, no, that, thank you. That was... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're all trying to <laughs> no, talk. <laughs> no, you did. I apologize. No, 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 I was just saying thank you. Like, thank yeah. you for coming on. And, like, do you have some tips for an upcoming DJ for if they are trying to get into the scene, what they could do, how they could get seen? Right. I would just say, I would just say stay true to who you are as a person and try to create it's okay to learn. Let me start off mm. by saying that. It's okay to learn mm. from anybody. Mm. Yeah. But once you feel like you've gotten enough knowledge to where you're ready to go out on your own, I would say be you. Mm. Be, you know, your full creative self. Mm-hmm. And just run with it. Run with it. Yeah, just, just like do it. Just Try like to be that. a part of as many things as you can and 
Yeah. yeah. Just be like, like that. I would say, though, if you're going to start your business, I would say do the um, become legit mm-hmm. right yeah. away. Yes. Just weeds out all the questions. Yeah. Well, what are you doing this for? Do you have this? Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So, and that just make you just more. Makes you more professional. More makes professional. you more bossy. And, and boss. People take you more serious <laughs> yes. almost. I feel like yeah. it's like if, honestly, for like the times where I feel like I wasn't being taken serious mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. until I, you know, let it be known. Hey, I'm a business owner. I'm a businessman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what I, this is what I do. This is what, this is what I offer. Yeah. And I feel like once that happened, it was, people started taking me more yes, seriously. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So where can we find you? Where, how can people book your service? Yep. So I have a page on Facebook. Okay. Okay. It's called Beats by Tay. Okay. okay. So you can go there. Um, my website is still in the works. Okay. Okay. So I just have to add some things, finishing touches onto that. Okay. And then that will also be a link that you'll be able to click on on my Facebook page. Awesome. In my Beats by Tay page to okay. find that. So. Yeah. Well, it seems like you are already everywhere in the city. I know. Doing parties and everything. Okay. So your work okay. is speaking for itself, but. Yeah, like Mona said, thank you for coming on the podcast today. The one yeah. and only DJ Vontae. I got to hit the <laughs> one more time for my boy because you know, you know what I mean. Um, thank you for sharing your perspective with us. I took a lot from this today. And yeah. I think these are things that I can take and apply to life for my myself and my own personal life when it comes to, you know, dealing with customers, reading people, all of that sort of stuff, energy. Yeah. I think I picked up a lot. So thank you for that. Thank you thank so y'all much. Thank you all too for yeah. the opportunity. Y'all keep doing what y'all are yeah, doing. Yeah, The one and only DJ Vontae on People Being People. Go make it a great week, everyone. Go crush this Monday. Crush your whole week. Reach your goals. And don't forget to be yourself. People it's a level people. up team. Yes, sir. You know, self-love isn't an easy journey. Especially when you came from a really broken place inside of you. It's an everyday joy, 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 joy.